it's, it's, it's about relationships and it's not just about legislating and policy, but, you know, really, how can we work together? and welcome to this very special episode of our podcast, which uh, this time is really designed more as a meet and greet, if you will, with the newly elected NPCA board chair, John Evans. We really hope that this will serve you, our Peace Corps community, um, in that it will allow you to, an opportunity to learn more about John and his you know, proven commitment to service and, and most importantly, his vision for leading the NPCA board. Uh, so I'm really excited to have John here and, and he has a really impressive uh, background, um, 30 plus years working as a psychologist, a therapist, and uh, almost 15 years as the president of the San Diego Board of Education. So I'm really thrilled to welcome you as our special guest, John. Thanks so much for being here. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you. Great. Well, we're looking forward to learning more about your background. Um, wondering if you can uh, start by maybe providing our listeners with a little bit more about your own background. Yeah, I'd be happy to do that. I guess going back when I was in college, I was sort of weighing between majoring in psychology and sociology and political science. So that was all of interest to me. I just applied kind of on a whim at the last minute in, in, in college for the Peace Corps and, and uh, they came through and made me an offer to go to Peace Corps Honduras uh, right after I graduated from college or a few months after. And that was just a wonderful experience. I, I worked for a community development agency. I worked with uh, rural school teachers and, and also with uh, a lot of the agricultural cooperatives who were, were actually working on land that had been expropriated from the transnational companies. And, and, and so they, they basically were assertive in this training or a leadership training for the, for the campesino leaders, leaders of these uh, cooperatives. And so I worked with that. I actually stayed a third year. Uh, I really enjoyed working there. And then that kind of led to everything else I did afterwards. In fact, when I first came to San Diego, I was working with a group starting a, a language school. I, I love studying languages. And we were teaching Spanish uh -huh. to local professionals. And, and that was also a great experience. But finally, I decided, well, you know, what would I really like to do? And I went back to school and got my doctorate in uh, clinical psychology and became a clinical psychologist at that point. Wow, wonderful. And 30 plus years. That's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I've been doing it quite a while. And I think one of the things, because, you know, while I was working during those years as psychologist, I served three, four year terms on the Board of Education. And to me, it was a real a great combination because I was working with individuals on uh, personal change and working with a, a larger group on, on social change. So it, it kind of provided a balance uh, between my, my day job and my part-time job. And that's what I like to continue to do. Yeah, you know, it, I mean, it appears that um, you maybe kind of knew more what you wanted to do and you've you know, been able to get different experiences to augment that. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm not sure I always knew what I was going to do, but I think the common theme was social justice. So I was talking about sociology, psychology, and political science. I've, I've always been, been interested in all of them. I think when I was raising a family, uh, I kind of concentrated on that more. When my kids actually got out of school is when I went on the Board of Education, because that was a really big job at that point. So it's, But everything I've done has really been a blend of that, and I think that's sure. also what brought me back to, uh, and I didn't have as much time, 
for example, to participate in uh, RPC groups and RPCV groups and so forth, because right. I was busy with career and family. And, and once I finished on, on the school board, I decided, well, I wanted to kind of, uh, again, augment it and kind of brought me back full circle to what was going on with the Peace Corps. Oh, that is awesome. Well, we're so happy you are back and you are now uh, newly elected. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing you in action, really leading the organization. So, um, you know, when when you were speaking that you, about serving on the uh, board of, uh, you know, board of education uh, in San Diego and, and such, and now, of course, the, the NPCA one, I guess, you know, what do you see as... Um, you know, how, how do you see them as being different, if you will, like a school board versus, you know, and NPCA and, and um, yeah, I'd love you to speak a little bit on, well, on that. And yeah, certainly. I mean, obviously the school board is a, is a public agency. Um, uh, you generally have people coming to the meetings who are very unhappy. Uh, you, uh-huh. don't, you don't care about children. You're cutting this program. I actually entered the school board at a time at uh, 2008 and nine when there were massive cuts in the middle of the year and $50 million cut here the next year, a hundred million dollars. And so we had to really have a vision of where we were headed. uh, First of all, so that when it came to making cuts, we were able to see what is most important uh, uh, to save. So it was sort of a combination of looking at what is the long-term vision and what are we going to do right now? But it's it's very, it's very contentious. Uh, I know one uh, school board member who later on became a member of Congress said that, and and state legislator and so forth in her political career, she said there was nothing as, uh, as contentious as being (laughs) a school board because it's so personal and people are, you know, they care about their children and, and, you know, there's this constant thing of, of how much, how we are funding education, but you have to make tough decisions about what are the best things to do uh, with the limited dollars we have. So, so right. that's, but I still think that the, the same basic concept applies. I think the social justice issue is alive in both in, in terms of the school board. We did a lot, certainly after uh, the George Floyd incident and working yeah. on anti-racism in the school district. And I know uh, in PCA, there was a, an emphasis on that at the same time. Uh, and, and it's the whole balancing between between ideals and uh, being very practical. And so, you know, obviously in the school board, uh, between uh, the operational and the capital funds, it was about $2 billion a year. And I think that with NPCA, it might be more like 2 million, but right. it's still, uh, it's, there's just some extra zeros on one or the other, but it's still, <laughs> it still involves the same decisions about how do we most effectively do what we can with uh, the resources that we have. You know, and and what you say about the you know board, the school board, so rings true. In um, what you say about the school board, really rings true to me because I have gotten involved as a parent, you know, as well on like the PTSA and you know, school board is you know we've we we've had issues, and so you're going to the school board, and you're you're absolutely right. It's so contentious, you know, and and it's so political. I I was just amazed with how political the school board, you know, you know, how political that whole thing is and and everything really around education. So it's been a real learning curve. So I appreciate what you're, what you're saying. And I think what you're saying about your involvement, I mean, when my kids were in school, I was volunteering in the classroom and different Mm -hmm. councils at the local school, but I didn't pay much attention to what was going on district wide. I mean, it's a district with over a hundred thousand students and couple right. hundred schools and and all and, and it's extremely political i mean when i ran for office 
uh, it actually covered parts of, uh, it was covered basically three different congressional districts in, in, a, in a citywide election. So it was uh, extremely uh, political and uh, yet you had to make decisions that were affecting people in their everyday lives much yeah. closer than any other kind of legislative body. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's no easy, no easy role, right? I mean, and and like you said, you're just constantly getting it's the complaints. People aren't coming to say, great job, really well done, <laughs> generally. So no, uh, I heard a little about that when I was finally uh, leaving the school board. I heard some really kind words and I thought, wow, I hadn't heard much of that in the last 12 years. Yeah, well, that's what it takes. You got to leave yeah. and then, you know, those yeah. words come, right? So yeah. So, you know, when when people think about, you know, serving on board of directors and things like that, I, I think in general, people think it's a way to give back or a way to give. Like, I'm here to serve. I'm here to help. But, you know, I, the truth of the matter is when you serve on on boards or what have you, you're also gaining from it in, in general. Right. And I'd love to hear you speak a little bit about what you feel you've gotten out of your own experience of serving on multiple boards. Like maybe how have you grown personally or professionally? from the experience? Yeah, well, I think what it, it was really just being very mission focused. And so what was the long-term vision, of, for example, with the school board, what was the long-term vision? I wasn't interested in just being on the school board to have a certain amount of power, to make certain decisions about how, how things are done, uh, you know, day to day and so forth. But, you know, like I said, when we were making, uh, facing all these cuts from the state from our budget, it was like, well, we need to sit down and plot out what, what are we really trying to do? What are we trying to accomplish? What are our goals? And we developed eventually a whole Vision 2020, which was, um, you know, basically our the class of 2020 at that time was in first grade. And we said, how do we want to transform our school district from this time until, until 2020? And, and you know, in 2018, I kind of took stock and a report card and saw that we had really accomplished a lot of that. But so to me, it would, you know, it's, it's not about, you know, people being happy all the time, which wasn't the case, but really seeing, uh, really leaving a legacy of a school, uh, a school district where there was much more uh, citizen and parent participation, where, uh, where th uh, things were in the classroom are much fo more focused on critical thinking and, uh, and, you know, full broad curriculum. And certainly, uh, you know, and we have that emphasis now, and even in PCA on, uh, diversity, equity, inclusion—that was basically yep. our mantra through the entire time. How do we, how do we really provide equity so that those who need more help are are getting the help that they need, and how are we being inclusive? For example, we had uh, students from uh, who came into school in first grade speaking 61 different languages, and from multiple countries uh, around the world. And so, wow. you know, and, and then dealing with their parents and making sure they're included and having the proper translators and so forth. So. So, you know, and the other issue of working on the board is, is it's, it's about relationships and it's not just about legislating and policy, but, you know, really how can we work together? And so we really forged a great relationship between um, the Board of Education and the, and the most recent superintendent we had selected uh, for several years to really carry out that operation. So I really learned that, you know, the board is there to set sort of a vision what needs to be done, but the, the operation and the methodology of doing that really is up to the superintendent or CEO, whatever it is, to kind of lead the staff in that. 
Absolutely. No, that's a really great point. Um, you know, and and I think today I really want to focus um, largely on, you know, your experience with NPCA and the board of, of NPCA, which I think is probably of, of great interest to to many people who really want to get to know you a little more, um, you know, and and hear who you are as as you know as this person who stepped up into a leadership role and and been elected uh, in and and we're excited to have you on board. So I'd love for you to maybe um, talk a little more about your motivation specifically for coming into the NPCA board. And then I know I remember you shared with me not that long after stepping into this, you know, into this role. But what drew you to the board? Yeah, well, first of all, I mean, I had some limited contact with a couple of affiliate groups. One is the uh, Amigos de Honduras, uh, mostly uh-huh. through the, the newsletter that we got and kept in touch with people that way. Um, I actually just just right before I got on the board, I, I went uh, took a trip with a couple of uh Peace Corps buddies that I hadn't been with for years uh, to Cuba. So we had a kind of a fun trip there. Oh, uh, nice. But, but uh, you know, and then I've also had gotten a little bit involved in uh, the San Diego Peace Corps Association. And I was at a, uh, a dinner party of actually one of the Shriver Circle uh, members was having a dinner party, invited various people. And one of the people was uh, Glenn Bloomhorse. And I was still on the Board of Education yeah. at that point. And, he's, and he really recruited me in the sense that he said, you know, well, when you're, we're finished with the school board, you might, we're looking for good uh, directors for the, for, for our board and you might consider it. And so after I um, got off uh, the board and took some time and sort of reflected about what I wanted to do, I decided to get back in touch because, you know, basically I believe in the uh, Peace Corps ideals. Um, We obviously have a lot more focus on, uh, in our government on, um, military on defense I, I keep making the point that i would love to for our the peace corps uh, budget to be doubled to the point where we have uh, an actual peace corps budget the peace corps agency <laughs> from uh from what it is now to double it where if it was doubled it would be uh about 0.01 percent of the defense budget exactly uh, so, so, so basically 90.99 to 0.01. So it's it's a uh, it's kind of paltry in terms of what you know in terms of comparison. But but so really it's, it's about the Peace Corps ideals, uh, yeah. you know, cross cultural communication and so forth. Uh, and so I think it's it's the first thing was just really seeing NPCA as a place to uh, effectively advocate for the Peace Corps because I know the affiliate groups can have different uh, you know certainly social activities they can have sure. local. Uh, local social action things, but really to have an effect on a large scale really requires uh, the NPCA. And so I agreed to, uh, to you know, I, I got back in touch uh, a year or so later uh, with Glenn and he put me in touch with a couple of directors. And then I was uh, interviewed um, uh, for it by, uh, you know, by Glenn and others to uh, see about my participation in the school board. Uh, excuse me, on the NPCA board, and I, I agreed to do that. And so um, I was, um, you know, I did, it was sort of, um, I think my interview was at the very beginning of June. And then soon yeah. after that, after I got back from my trip from Cuba, my email was full that there were a lot of change <laughs> in NPCA and there was a lot of controversy and a lot of yeah. stuff going on. And, uh, and I real, you know, and I, and I was even a couple of people talking and said, well, you know, I just wanted to know what's going on. Do you still want to do it? And I said, well, I'm not going to, 
I believe in these uh, the principles and the ideals of this organization. So I'm not right. going to be scared away by any particular controversies or problems at this point in time. So all that's, organizations have their challenges and absolutely. Yeah, and so I decided, okay, I will, I will come on. And obviously, my very first meeting uh, was uh, July 25th. And um, it was an unusual meeting because they never had um, uh, visitors listening in on the session, more than three or four people. And there were about 100 yep. people that showed up. So I was uh, on that meeting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it was, it was uh, you know, people weren't, uh, the board wasn't really used to kind of handling that kind of situation. Mm -hmm. So. So then after that, I, I began asking a lot of questions because I said, look it, I'm coming in on the middle of this movie. Uh, this is my first movie. I don't know exactly what happened. I don't know what's going on. In fact, I don't even know everything that the NPCA does other than a general idea. So one of the things I said was we need to have some sort of uh, orientation for the board members about what, yep. what the staff does. And um, Great and so idea. When we started talking about that, it was like some of the old, the veteran board members said, well, I never really got an orientation anyway, so I want to attend that orientation too. And we had the first, um, uh, the first meeting uh, this week, and we're having another one uh, uh, tomorrow. So uh, as far as the orientation, I asked a lot, but other things, I asked a lot of questions, and I was giving suggestions about how to sort of streamline and do things better and so forth. And... Um, so anyway, so that was just barely getting started and trying to understand what was going on. And then there was this sudden announcement that the current uh, chair of the board uh, needed to resign. And so my first thought was, well, okay, some veteran member of the board can kind of step up and yeah. who has more institutional knowledge and experience and, and lead the group. And I was... Um, uh, and then uh, a couple of people had brought to me about maybe, you know, what, what, what should I do it? And I would say, well, no, no, this needs to be a more veteran person. But then as they were talking, I said, if you really believe that, that it's important to make a change and to really demonstrate that we're moving forward, uh, then, then maybe it makes sense. And, and there's advantages and disadvantages to having institutional knowledge because right. you, if you're green, you might miss out on some some stuff that you need to know. But on the other hand, you kind of bring a fresh set of ideas. Um, this yeah. is just kind of asking about what's going on and trying to understand it. So I said, basically, if, if uh, you know, I'm not going to uh, campaign against someone else who may want this position, <laughs> but, but if that's what, what you're looking for, I will do it. And if I do it, I will, I will do it enthusiastically. So at this point, as we're talking right now, I have been the chair of the board. I've just been on the board for, you know, a month and a half. And I've been right. the chair of the board for, uh, this would be the seventh day. So, so uh, <laughs> I'm just in a, in a real learning curve in terms right. of what's, uh, what's going on. And that's, that's where I'm at right now. And I think your, your, um, enthusiasm is so well received. Like you are taking it on and you're really, you know, committed to it. And that's the kind of leader ship that we need, right? That, that the board needs. And so I think um, that's, that's great. So thank you for, for doing that and for, for approaching it very positively and really, you know, leading in, in, in these times. So um, question, uh, my next question for you, I, I guess I would love to have you talk a little more about your vision, your personal vision or professional vision for leading the board, you know, especially during this leading you know, leadership transition, what are your priorities? Those kinds of things. If you can talk yeah, a little well, bit about that. 
the first thing I do is I look at the, you know, the three basic goals of, of the Peace Corps. And, and, you know, because we are there to support and advocate for the Peace Corps. And so I certainly support those three goals. I think on goal number one, in terms of going, I think when Peace Corps started, it was to go and help the needy and the poor countries around the world. And as opposed to getting more to a level of a partnership and, and, and a, a back and forth sort of interchange uh, in, in a much more respectful way, rather than this sort of the older kind of a colonial kind of approach. So I think that the, the Peace Corps agency has to evolve that way. And I think we need to advocate for that as well as the increased funding and all that kind of stuff that I mentioned before. And then in terms of with, uh, then I looked at, well, the, the mission of NPCA, you know, which I mean, basically the three things were, you know, to, to make the Peace Corps the best it can be, to really unite these affiliate groups uh, around the country and, and, and to be a, a force for, uh, for social change and, and, you know, on a big scale and a small scale. So, so that's why I look for, you know, that's the basic idea, the principles that we're fighting for. And, and I think that's what we have to really look at when we're, we're interacting with each other, really operating by these Peace Corps principles and being really clear on what our mission is, as opposed to sort of the details that allow us to get along and or not get along. So, so in terms of personally, I think there's, there's a great staff. I think there are great people on the board. But I think personally what I, I needs to happen this time, because of all the churn and the transition and some of the controversy and people being upset about different things over the last uh, few months, we need to really uh, build a, 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 a respectful attitude of trust towards each other. And that's not, you can't just snap your fingers and, and make it happen. I know one of the things that the, the previous chair did after, soon after we started was we actually just had a little happy hour with uh, staff and board because if we don't meet together physically and if we just don't even know each other as people, then we really can't uh, you know, work together as well. So, so that is, is, is really a lot of what my vision is in terms of what needs to happen. Uh, I think we need to, you know, uh, I think people feel that there are many people who feel that we need to improve the governance, which doesn't, I, I, and doing that, I think it's important not to throw out the baby with the bathwater. We had some problems, so let's just change everything. Right. But let's let's uh, really look at what, in the long term, what would help us to work uh, more effectively. I think we have to have really clear lines uh, between the board and the staff in terms of what the roles of each are, and and in an organization where the number of board members is equal to the number of staff, uh, that can get kind of complicated because, for example, on the school board, there were uh, five um, board members and 14,000 employees. So now we have closer to 14 board members and 14 employees. I mean, approximately equal, you know, and so uh, that's actually complicated in a different sort of way. And so we really need to know how to, to work efficiently together and, and respectfully together. So I think that's another thing that needs to happen. Uh, and then obviously because of the churn and the transition, there's been, uh, you know, it, it's really taken a hit on our financial status. And so we really need to show people that our, that our house is in order, that we're being very responsible financially so that we can, you know, continue to, to solicit funds, you know. And I think, you know, one sure. of the things I want to pay tribute to in terms of all the, um, the fundraising efforts and so forth is, is Glenn Bloomhorst as the 
CEO of uh, NPCA for nine years, really built it up from, I think, what was what he described as more of an alumni association to a real, a real force for social good, which right. included on the, not just ideals, but on the practical level, uh, raising, you know, a, a lot of money and, mm -hmm. and really courting donors that, that are really in sync with what we want to accomplish. And that's what we need, that we need to really build on the, we, uh, the work that uh, Glenn started with that. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. And, you know, as you're as you're speaking, John, I'm just seeing your your own background, you know, as a you know trained clinical psychologist. Right. Um, I, I'm seeing and I'm hearing, I guess I should say, I'm hearing in what you're saying um, really important areas like, you know, where you were talking about when you were talking about the staff and the, and the board and like bringing them together and that human connection and, you know, all of that, like that, I, I just, I feel, I feel NPCA boards in a really good position, having someone like you leading and, and someone who has the experience that you have working with, you know, working through challenges because yes, organizations have challenges and, and, you know, can rise to the occasion if, you know, we work together and, and all of that. So um, thank well, you. Yeah, I was just going to say, excuse me, but like, like the, like the whole thing is that the relationships are really important uh, for the work that we're doing. And just as an example on the school board, we had to do a lot of advocacy at the state legislature and uh, and we would always come to Washington, D.C. And it was actually cultivating the personal relationships, not just a, a letter or a visit or something to to the legislators and the Congress people. But we actually knew them in town. We would get together with them then we would talk to them so that then when it came time to say we've got this problem or we need this help or we need to do this or that, these were you know, actually friends and people that we knew and, and, and could work with. Uh, and so, I mean, that's just an example of the, the importance of the relationships. And, and you know, right. I know, I know that, you know, Jonathan Pearson, who works in advocacy, really works on everybody establishing their, their connections with, uh, you know, with their local Congress people and so forth. So I think, but internally, the more that we work on those relationships, the more we're going to be able to move forward. I absolutely agree. And I, I think relationships, it all comes down to relationships, like you said, yes. and Jonathan, I think does a great job of, you know, really kind of emphasizing that and getting, you know, these letter writing campaigns and having different, you know, areas of the country, you know, involved in, you know, seconding, because we we can't do it all ourselves in, in our small, you know, in, in the NBCA, we can do a lot, but we really need to leverage also our members and the membership and, you know, people to help um, you know, guide the way as well. So I think that's really yeah, and I think and I think one of the things is that the, the board we have to really pay attention to to all the stakeholders. I mean, we have uh, you know a very unique uh, group uh, which is the Shriver Circle. People who are really uh, not only that they could donate generously to the organization, but they're people that really uh, believe in the cause. And you know, and, and exactly, and many or most of them are are RPCVs themselves. And, and so that's the kind of uh, relationship that we really need to cultivate. And I know that there's been some controversy with that in terms of certain things that they might not be happy with and so forth. But we, we need to kind of dialogue back and forth to make sure that we maintain those relationships because that's what's so important for the, the, the work of this uh, organization. Because I said, this is not just some philanthropists that have given a charitable contribution to an organization, but, but people that really really believe in what we're doing and we really need to work together on that. Absolutely. And, you know, speaking of uh, 
Shriver Circle and, and all of that. I'm, I'm curious to hear a little more maybe about um, any vision you might have regarding, you know, fundraising to be able to make sure that our organization can continue to thrive and, and make the impact that it, that it, you know, have the impact that it does. It all ties together because if we're, if we're uh, really operating the, the organization very well and doing a good job with it, that's going to contribute to, uh, to improving fundraising. So, and like I said before, people need to see that we're really looking carefully at the governance structure that we're being uh, very careful with our finances and doing it in, in a responsible way as we as we plan for the future, but uh, you know, but I think the whole thing is these people who are contributing, uh, for example, in the Schreiber Circle, as I said, really believe in the ideals of the organization, and and we just have to make sure that they are included in what we're doing. I actually before I even interviewed for being on the board, probably. More, more than a year ago, um, I was invited to um, to visit to be at the Schreiber Leadership Circle meeting, and um, and I had not even qualified myself as far as a donation at that point to be on the Schreiber Circle, but but it was just for me to see something about what was going on. I was so impressed with um, the um, you know the interest and the the focus of the people who were you know who were in the Schreiber Circle, and and by the way, I was. Also very impressed because uh, Carol Spahn, the, the, the um, acting director of the Peace Corps, spoke there, and I was very impressed with her. And I'm glad that that's one of the chief uh, advocacy points of NPCA is to have her made, uh, you know, the permanent director of the Peace Corps. And I would hope that we could really, you know, continue to establish a really close relationship between Peace Corps and NPCA. Absolutely, and I know we all. Uh, you know, hope that she can finally get, she is, I think, the one remaining um, appointee, right, that that is yet to be named, the, the director, you know, type level. And uh, yeah, I, I look forward to her getting finally through the process and, and continuing to do her her great job that she's, that she's yeah. doing. Yeah. And, and it is, it's so important for us to work with Peace Corps, right? NPCA uh-huh. and Peace Corps, the agency, to be a team versus, you know, um, you know, not collaborating, that type of thing. I just, we can get so much more done that yeah. way. So, so it's wonderful to have people in, in leadership that do agree with that as well. So yeah. is there, is there anything else that, um, you know, you would like to add, I guess, you know, this is kind of your forum to, to reach our members who are just wanting to know more about you, John, and, and your, you know, current endeavor taking on this, this, you know, role and, and uh, anything else you'd like to share with folks? Well, I guess the main thing is, um, you know, because I'm so new in this position, I'm here to learn what's going on. And so um, it's not to just automatically change everything that we're doing, of course, and, and when I've talked with people, I've said, you know, I've asked for comments and questions and I've said, you know, but just be clear that you may ask a question that I, that I can't answer, you know. And I really appreciate the fact actually when that during my first month as just a member of the board without being the chair, that I was sending comments and questions uh, to various board members and, and staff and so forth to find out uh, what was going on, and and I was very appreciative of them of them taking the time because certainly on the board, I mean everybody has their own private lives. They have the you know m- many full time occupations and careers sure. and so forth, and they're they're just uh, uh, fitting it in with everything else. But there was just a high level of 
of uh, cooperation and commitment. And so I just, I'm just want them to know that that's, that's what I'm going to do. And um, uh, if I make a mistake, um, feel free to point it out and let's just find a way to, to move forward together. I'm, I just want to say too, that I think one, the two things that happened um, uh, the week before I was appointed uh, uh, or elected, I guess, as the uh, chair, um, uh, Dan Baker was uh, named the, the in, interim director. And, and to me, that was a really important step uh, to have uh, an internal person uh, from the staff who was, was trusted by, from everything I understood when he was a uh, appointed, which I didn't know him before, was that it was it was pretty unanimous in terms of staff and board and uh, even outside stakeholders uh, that he would be a good person for that position. And since that time, I have uh, gotten to know him and uh, really appreciate uh, what he's doing and the vision that he has uh, in terms of carrying it out. And I think we can have a good good partnership as the the chair of the board and all of the board. Uh, with the president and CEO. So I think that, that that's going to really make a difference in terms of us moving forward. And that's something I really appreciate. And I just want to second that. I absolutely agree with what you're saying. I think um, Dan is, is a great choice for this period of time. And, and we appreciate his willingness to step step up and, and take that yeah. on and he'll be, you'll be getting to know him a lot more um, yes. you know, working with him closely, of course, in that role. And he was my direct boss. So before mm-hmm. stepping up, so, yeah. um, but I'm, I'm excited to have him where in this position and, and I think together we can really move forward and, and just continue to do great things. I just, I love and, this organization as well. And, and as I was talking about Dan, I really mean to, to mention uh, all the staff I've gotten a chance to, to briefly meet and talk with uh, a lot of the staff and not everybody, but I'm, I'm very impressed by everybody's dedication and the great projects that they're working on. And so I think uh, we need to really, uh, as a board, be the, the strongest cheerleaders for the staff in terms of supporting them and, and, and what they're doing and, and a lot of uh, interchange back and forth so that we can all together work together to do a great job. Absolutely. I, I agree. And thank you so much for, for taking the time to, you know, visit with me and, and our listeners. And I know that uh, this is going to be helpful for folks to get to know you a little more. And I just wish you the best of, of luck, but it's obviously a lot more than luck. It's hard work. And in moving <laughs> forward and working together, I, I think we can accomplish great things. So um, yeah. You have a great night. Any 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 final comments you want to make? Is uh, oh no, I just think that we've got. I think uh, we really need to to get moving forward in a very positive direction in the next next few months to really uh, finish up by 2022 in a very positive note, so that we're really ready yeah. and excited to move forward on uh, 2023. So uh, I hope to be able to say a lot more. Uh, when I've been uh, the chair of the board uh, more than more than seven days. More than seven days. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Well, you've already said a great deal of, of wonderful things, and I'm excited to hear what uh, what comes from, from here. So thank you so much for joining us uh, today, John, and uh, we will... We will be in touch, I'm sure. So thanks so much. And thanks to our listeners for joining um, and listening as well. We, we always, uh, our, our podcast can always be found on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So um, we look forward to your comments and your thoughts as well on ideas for topics. We're always looking for 
for additional topics that are RPCV appropriate and feature great RPCVs like John. 